So, oh, go ahead. No, no, he's cute. He's adorable. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) JB, (laughs) not JYP, just in case we're someone's thinking something weird i really hope no one could ever misconstrue that statement i went to a dark place yeah very dark especially right now that he announced his comeback and all these pictures are sending in not the good way This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies, taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami. Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you like to watch, our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelt, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hope you guys are doing wonderfully and have been enjoying season four so far. Today, we're going to be covering a solo artist, which is pretty much the first time we do this. So it's like a big moment for us. Like we did have an episode for Eric Nam, but it was like different because it was like about the concert mostly. Right. And so, yeah, so this is like the first time that we're focusing on like one K-pop idol-ish, no longer K-pop idol person. So yeah, this is a big moment for us. And the special chosen one is JB, leader of God7 and Our Hearts. So before we jump in, we wanted to remind you guys of a couple things. The limited edition, the limited edition run items, including the your beautiful tote and the zombie finger heart shirt. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> will be available for just one more week until November 15th. Yep. We also have a Hangul shirt collection that currently reps for Atlanta, Chicago, LA, Miami, New York, Orlando, and Tampa. But we are down to include more cities. So if you want to have your city represented with beautiful Hangul script and, you know, the city name in cursive so people know what, actually what you're wearing, send us a DM at MIA, the number two, K-pop shop on Instagram. And also, don't forget to check us out on coffee. That's K-O, little dash, F-I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're posting some behind the scenes stuff there and kilo messages here and there Uh, you can find the link in our link tree in our bio in any of our social media accounts which are at mia the number two k podcast (laughs) i did it that's it proud of myself (laughs) very proud so very proud so without further ado let's jump into the amazing artistry of jb Really briefly, his biography, he was born on January 6, 1994, which means he's a Capricorn in like our Western astrology, and he's a rooster, specifically a water rooster in Chinese astrology, because he was born in January, so he was still part of the year, the rooster. It didn't, the, the lunar year typically starts later in January or February for the next uh, zodiac sign. So he's piled up with all my 93 people, which I think is why it makes sense that I like him as much as I do. Anyway, 
in order to not be confused with singer Yim Jebom, he adopted the stage name of JB as in the letters, just JB. And then once he left JYP and started his solo career, he changed from the letters just JB to spelling out J-J-A-Y-B. He credits his dream of becoming a singer to watching a video of G.O.D. performing while he was seven years old. He started b-boying in his third year of middle school after failing a school test. You go, Glenn Coco. I love that for him. And as a b-boy, he used a stage name of Deaf Soul inspired by music Soul Child's Just Friends music video. And just to in case uh, people don't know, his like government name is Lim Jabom. Yeah, I guess that sounds similar to I don't know Yim Yim. I think it's Yim yeah Yim Yim Jabom. But you know, with in Korean, everything is said so quickly, and yeah, the letters kind of have like hybrid things. So I, I think uh, he definitely wanted to stand out, which I think was cool. Honestly, in the Western world, though, and. Justin Bieber, JB exist. I know. Maybe not the best. Yeah. But you know, you live and you learn. You do. But hey, at least he's like using his name. And I think once he added all like the full letters, it it's makes better. a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we covered how he started on his path to stardom, let's talk about his years of a trainee. He was actually scouted by JYP Entertainment in 2009 at a b-boy competition, which at first... He was not interested in attending, but his father pushed him to do so. So thank you so much, Slayro. We really appreciate it. Like, thank you. Thanks. You did us a solid. He ended up winning first place with Jin Young over 10,000 applicants at this audition. So killed the game. Like there was nothing to be said. They both were in right away. His main interests while b-boying were centered around musical composition and hip-hop culture, but once he became a trainee, he focused only on dancing as he thought at the time that training and singing was meaningless and a waste of time. But then he listened to an artist named D'Angelo and listening to that music kind of pushed him to work on his singing and composition skills. In 2011, he debuted as an actor as part of the second season of Dream High that we all like to forget exists. We didn't even watch it. We didn't have to. It was really I, bad. I actually... You watched a little bit. You didn't watch the whole thing. I watched half. And usually when I watch half, I'm like, let's just pull through it. But not even JB could help me. There you go. It was that bad. I said what I said. In May of 2012, he and Jin Young debuted as a duo JJ Project with the single album Bounce. And then he also did one more drama in 2013 called When a Man Falls in Love. And all of that happened before debuting, which I think is pretty crazy mm. of like getting that much exposure to the public, which is actually very freaking smart on mm. JYP's part to get people excited about the trainees before the group debuts. Yeah. So... Oh, go ahead. No, no, he's cute. He's adorable. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) JB, (laughs) not JYP, just in case we're (laughs) someone's thinking something weird. I really hope no one could ever misconstrue (laughs) that statement. I went to a dark place. (laughs) Yeah, very dark, especially right now that he announced his comeback and all these pictures are sending in non the good Uh. way. Anyway, (laughs) so after training for five years and getting the chance to both perform as an actor and on stage, it was time for JB to debut, not just as one of the members of JYP Entertainment's newest boy group, but as the leader. 
So just before a little bit of tidbits about God seven before it became God seven. So JYP had not debuted a boy group since 2 PM in 2008. So that was a long time, six years in the making. They were almost called get seven, but quote marks, <laughs> it didn't sound good. And yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Get seven. <laughs> yeah, at all. It sounds very bad. Uh... It's giving blit again. <laughs> so <laughs> they ended up switching it to got because it kind of sounded like God from like G-O-D. And originally, they were even supposed to be got six, which was supposed <laughs> to be a mixed gender six member group. Groundbreaking. Very groundbreaking. At the time, a lot of people who know and are multi stands and kind of saw content and tidbits about the pre debut time, Shonu of Monster X actually was a trainee at JYP and he trained with all the members of God Seven. Like he probably could have been in God Seven. But yeah. he ended up getting cut. Shonu says that he was not as applied at the time. I can't believe that. I feel like he's great. And because Korean people are always saying, like, I'm going to work harder and do better or whatever. I think he was just being hard on himself. But, you know, we were not there. So we don't know for sure. But right. the members tend to, like, talk offline and talk and hang out and sometimes do shows together because they all kind of grew up and trained together. And so they are friends. And also, Bam Bam has always said that he almost didn't make it into the group. It was going to be God 6. Or if it were to be God 7, there was someone else that was supposed to take his place. And recently on his show, Bam's House, we found out that the person who would have taken Bam Bam's place was Young K from Day 6. So that would have been a very different experience for yeah. God 7 with Young K. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, he did like an interview with Eric Nam a couple of years ago uh -huh. where he talked about his like trainee days. Yeah. And all of JYP like boy trainees had to be like acrobats at yeah. one point because that's yeah. what JYP was trying to do with 2 p.m. and pretty much everyone after. Correct. He thought he had to. And like he said that it took him until like the very last like. Uh, not addition, but the last like test that they do for trainees to sure. actually be able to do like one cartwheel or like, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And then like the next day they told them he was going to be in a band. So look at God. That would have been weird. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So once all of those things were sorted out, God 7 debuted on January 16th, 2014 with the song Girls, Girls, Girls as part of their Iconic. first EP got it question mark which peaked at number two on gallon and number one on billboard's world albums chart which is a really big deal for a rookie group and you know but again it it made sense in a, in a way because jyp had been promoting the members from before members of god seven obviously include jb mark jackson jin young Young Jay, Bam Bam, and Yukyum. Like Laura mentioned earlier, the group gained attention even before debuting for including elements of martial arts and street dancing, which was a callback to 2 p.m. And so they were nicknamed post 2 p.m. for oh, a little bit. Very rude. Very, very rude. They did win New Artist Award at the 29th Golden Disc Awards and at the 24th Soul Music Awards in 2015. So clearly their rookie year was outstanding for everybody. They released their EP, 
which was their third EP, sorry, Just Right, on July 13, 2015. Laura's doing the choreo right now as I speak. <laughs> the title track, Just Right, peaked at number three on Billboard's World Digital Songs chart. And that's their biggest hit to date. Like, they peaked at Just Right, which is very upsetting to me. Very I upsetting. Up, I looked up their top videos. Number one, the one thing that upsets me is I was looking through their channel, and I... I couldn't find their main like music videos and then I remember that a lot of companies I think every single company does this they post the main videos on the yeah. company channel instead of on the group channel mm -hmm. which pisses me off because they're Thanks. keep like they keep getting views and money and revenue off of the hard work of the people in the group it's so true. just right made it to 425 million views on YouTube as of recording in November of 2023 the next songs are If You Do with 224 million views, Never Ever with 203 million views, You Calling My Name with 133 million views, which is fucking upsetting. That song is it's it's a work of art. A work it's, of art. It's and the little outfits and the oh the choreography, the I mood, wish. the concept, the outfits, their hair. That song is actual perfection, except for Mark Twan's verse. We but don't talk about it. We don't, we talk, don't talk about, about it. it. We forget that it exists. But for it to have like fourth place among all their discography is upsetting. Annoying. To me. Annoying. Bye. Not ready to talk about this. The next song, which is the fifth one in ranking, is Lullaby with 131 million views on YouTube, which, fun fact, they also released in Spanish. And you can find it in the description of this video, linked in our playlist that we like to promote around Hispanic Heritage Month of all like the K-pop songs that have some Spanish flair to it. So you can listen to it there. And then I know people are going to ask about Hard Carry because I wasn't just going to do the top five songs slash videos, but Hard Carry is number six uh, at 125 million views on YouTube. So there you go. Then <laughs> on March 5th, 2019, JB and Yu-Gi-Oh! debuted as Just Two, which is another subunit of God 7 with their EP Focus and its lead single Focus on Me. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what she said. <laughs> And then after, uh, in 2020, they released their 11th mini album in April, and then they released their final full album under JYP Entertainment, which was called Breath of Love, Last Piece. And then uh, after that, people were already talking about the fact that their contracts were coming up. On January 10th, 2021, JYP Entertainment initially announced that their exclusive contracts would expire. Mind you, by this point, three days before JYP even said that their contracts were expiring, everybody was like, yu gi is it going to AOMG? Like people knew shit already. It was crazy. It's crazy. So then the next day on January 11th, they released an official statement reiterating that all members will leave the company after their exclusive contract expires on January 19th. Which I think says a lot because the fact that not even one of them yeah. said, let me stick around was like a big statement yeah. about how they felt about JYP. Even Bam Bam, who's always like, oh, no, JYP is great, blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 didn't stick around. So sometimes you can be great friends with people, but not have them be your boss. And that's yep. not on that. And also Bam Bam has been talking a lot of shit in his show, which we live for recently. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I want to interview JYP and I want to ask him what the fuck he was thinking about all the songs that he made us like do during our <laughs> years that. as God 7. So <laughs> I love this freedom for Bam Bam. Bam Bam, talk your shit. And yeah, period. That's literally how we all feel about JYP. <laughs> At least the normal ones of us. No. Anyway. <laughs> 
On February 19th, 2021, God 7 released a teaser for an upcoming single called Encore on a new YouTube channel. JB and all the members emphasized throughout their solo careers that they had not disbanded, and although they were signed to different companies, they would always remain God 7, which was beautiful. A lot of people were scared. A lot of Agassiz were scared. A lot of Agassiz also, I feel like, departed the nest and decided to like stand other groups and forget God 7 existed. And That's I resent every single one of you. Oh, because like this whole time, people were like doubting it and they were like, but do you think they'll be like together again? And I was like, yes. Do you not trust JB? Do you not know who JB is? Like, who? Why would you ever doubt him? Like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. And then finally, our after Bam Bam also was spoiling the shit out of the fact that they were actually going to come back. On May 6, 2022, Bam Bam. they revealed a new logo and launched a new social media account under Warning Music Korea. And then they held their fan meeting called God7 Homecoming 2022 Fan Con on May 21st and 22nd, both online and offline. Fun fact, Laura stayed up with me at three in the morning to watch that fan con. We fell asleep Barely though. It. Like it was not, it, it was not. Like, it was we, not it. We watched like moments of it. And yeah, then I think yeah. we found like it's some illegal dream. link after the fact to watch it because <laughs> it was too late. That, I think that was like the last time that we tried doing a concert at three in the morning. It, yeah, like we can't, we, we can't. We, we learned. We, it's not, it's not for us anymore. And then finally, on May 23rd, 2022, <laughs> God 7 released the album and the music video of the title song called Na Na Na, which was monumental because they became the first group in all of K-pop history to leave their company, go to all different companies for every single member, and somehow find the time and legal situation to all work together again, because mm -hmm. we know that couldn't have been easy, which speaks volumes to JB's leadership. As well as, obviously, the love that they all have for each right. other together. Right. So the last like little tidbit here that I wanted to add is that companies keeping social media accounts of their artists when they leave pisses me off. Like, God7 had millions of followers. They still do. The account is still there. And yeah. JYP kept it. Bring for whatever up. reason, like, JV, we know from the time when all of this was going down, this man read up on his shit. He studied the law. He did everything he had to do to earn and own the rights to all of their music mm -hmm. and literally even keep the name because they, they had been playing around with what they were going to call themselves if the company didn't mm -hmm. allow them to keep their name. But he managed to leave in good enough terms to get all of that for the group sorted. But the one thing that JYP kept and didn't let him have was the social media and the branding because they had to rebrand right. their logo and everything. So that kind of sucked. Right. And I think companies suck for that. I, I I wholeheartedly agree. Like it's literally unnecessary for them to keep that. Like I get it, but at the same time, like, bro, really? What are really? you doing with it? Like, I just, like, I want to know what the hell they have it for. I understand maybe like the YouTube accounts where they post like, behind the scenes videos because they could get views and they could get money out of it but like social media like instagram if you're not posting what are you doing you're not making money out of it like what 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 are you doing with it that to me makes no sense like i totally yeah. get the youtube but anything else any other type of social media i really don't get and even the fact that you're mentioning the YouTube thing <laughs> today, when I was like brushing up on the videos and getting the yeah. how many views they had, I was like, I want to watch the video, but I don't want to give the fucking view to JYP. Like, <laughs> that's literally how I feel. <laughs> so it, I just it's just icky. It I is. Don't get it. I don't like it.
if you guys have never seen pictures of pre-debut and even early days of got seven for jb you really should they're they're great they are they have a charm to them they do he had a he whole different ridiculous. aura at the time he really like oh my gosh jyp and the styling for got seven was atrocious at the not very there. beginning not like there. i think girls 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 is iconic because i have a thing about liking really bad songs and cringy it's uh, girls 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 isn't it's not a bad song it's just cringe like yeah hardcore cringe like yeah. part of the video they're on like um like what paul blart the mall <laughs> cup is on <laughs> what is it called the segways, segways. Yeah. no no the hover is it hoverboard hoverboard one of maybe. those <laughs> And like, it's just, it's like an intro that's like three minutes long. It's cringe. Like, I love it. I watched it so many times. It's crazy (laughs) that that was less than 10 years ago, because you would think by the hairstyles and the styling and like the, the 144p quality of it all, that (laughs) that shit's from 1988. (laughs) Like, that's what you would think it's from. It's giving very much shiny. It it was right on par with shiny. I agree. I fully agree. Six years after shiny. So before we move into JB as a solo artist, there was a period of time where he didn't have a company. And that period was between January and about um, April-ish mm. of 2021. Personally, I think we both agree. We think that during this time, he was putting everything for GOT7 together Agreed. and he was focusing more on keeping the group together and making sure that they were able to keep the promises that they made to the fans of reuniting and staying a group. Correct. And I think that's why he kind of just stayed as a freelance artist for a while. I'm sure he was getting flirted on and like trying to be bought by many entertainment companies but he didn't really make a decision until april which was like what three months of freelance work which at least from all of the idols that have left their companies um in these past couple years it's you leave and you start like it's there's no space in between really and he was the last of the seven to you know go somewhere else i mean jackson already had his life figured out with you know his company in china but yeah everybody else was signed and announced before JB. And for for JB, like even though he he focused more on Got Seven, he was doing things for JB as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. He opened up a Twitter account. He opened up a YouTube account. He did all of the things that like newbie artists do. So he wasn't just sitting on his ass. And people were hatefully saying that he was sitting on his ass. And it's like, guys, it's only three fucking months. First of all. And second, he's trying to keep God Seven together. Like, get off his back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's the organ you were going to name. Yes. Body part. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but again, this is this is part of like the time where I feel like a lot of the agasses like left the nest and just like didn't stick around. I, I know that I've met quite a few that were like hardcore and like loved God seven and they were like their ults and then they just like left and abandoned them. 
he actually posted a story telling people what he had been up to because they were accusing him of like being lazy. So basically he posted like an Instagram story that said that he was arranging the paperwork for GOT7, that he was just being super busy behind the scenes and that he didn't really have time for himself. The fact that he had to do this is stupid. God, literally. Like, are you freaking kidding me? I hate everyone. Literally. We can't be on bias here. I don't know if you guys have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, as JB is trying to figure out not only his life, but GOT7 as a whole, around March of 2021, there were rumors swirling around that JB was going to sign on to hire. And... When we first heard this, I, at this point, like I I had known hire for a little bit. So like when I heard that, I was like, oh my fucking God, this makes so much sense. I'm so excited. They both denied, hire and JB both denied that this was happening in April of that same year. Like the rumors started swirling and they're like, no, 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 it's not happening. They're just like, we're having conversations. Right. You know, April 13th, right? A month later. JB is revealed as Hire's newest artist. Mm. Literally to no one's surprise. They did like a little teaser and like they, I guess Hire wasn't used to K-pop fandom's level FBI. of obsessive. Yeah. Like as soon as I saw the picture, JB has this way of standing for pictures that is very him. Yeah. So as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, that's fucking JB. They had a little video of like PH1 looking at his profile and we all <clears throat> saw the profile picture and we're like, yeah. sir. We can we can see who it is. We can we we saw the the evidence. We saw it all. Yeah, Kathy. I remember Kathy was like, I think they just started with the rumors to see how much hype there would be, both yeah. from higher and JB standpoint to see if it was worth it to like mesh into one. The thing and is, like, when you work in communications, you never really believe that any rumor just like leaks for benign purposes because people are, that are in the room for the the conversations are pretty tight-lipped so I do think that either higher was trying to like get people excited about their company and just you know whatever or JB was trying to figure out which company to go with and he was seeing like how people are gonna react with the rumors right. I think it was it could have been a number of things, but yeah, I was very conspiracy theory, clown, tinfoil hat, wearing about all of that situation. But I think you're right, though, because it 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 makes sense. Because, I mean, I'm sure JB was being recruited by yeah, a recorded. lot of different companies. Yeah. So I, I think he just wanted to make sure that it was going to work out. Yeah. And once he signed and he was revealed as a new artist, Hire did a lot of promotional material. When he signed on, they did a lot of behind the scenes because when he signed on, he also released like a single. Yeah. And they did a lot of behind the scenes for the single. They did a lot of the behind the scenes for him signing as an artist. There was interviews with Jay Park and like just having him explain like his situation and his mindset at that particular moment. I was pretty surprised that we saw even his little like stamp seal yeah. of, like signature and stuff on the contract. Yeah. They went pretty deep on this thing. Like this was like, it seemed like a marriage for life type of situation. Almost. It, it really did. Yeah. And with Hire, JB released his uh, solo album, Somo Fume. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I don't really care. It's just Somo Fume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he also participated in a song called BRB 
with like as a higher artist so it was like a song with all of the higher artists at that yeah. one particular moment yeah right before everybody left except Harry. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> so in july of 2022 a little over a year after signing with higher and them making such a big deal about it like kathy said basically a marriage for life and amid a lot of other major changes within the hires artist lineup he left yeah i'm so sad and that same day he announced that he had signed with, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think See? it's Credenza. Credenza Records. So <laughs> when we heard of this, we were like, oh my God, who is this company? So we start looking, we start like Googling, researching okay. all of their SNS, their web, like literally everything for new. this company appeared the same day that they announced <laughs> JB as an artist. Literally. So Kathy and I were like, is just JB's like company? Is he his own boss right now? It very much felt like that was the case. A hundred percent. It was not the case in it's case anyone case. is wondering. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. That's true. That's maybe true. he sold. Because what's Credenza talking about right now? Nothing. 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 It's dead. Like the social media accounts are dead. So during his time with Credenza, hopefully we're saying it right. Yeah. He released two EPs, Be Yourself and Seasonal Hiatus. So Be Yourself was like a complete 180 from Somo Fume. Mm. It was like super funky. It was very much... Like what Bruno Mars would do yeah. or what he would have done um, in the past. Yeah. It was like soul, funky type of vibe. Notably, two of the songs are completely in English. It took me a while to realize that they are completely in English. <laughs> because even though I love JB, his accent's not that great. <laughs> hey, l- listen, okay. his lives recently, English King invented English. He's improved. Also, I love those songs. I sing along to them all the time. And JB also quoted or was quoted as saying that the album Be Yourself was very much influenced by his fans. Um, He had asked what people wanted from him. And this was something that they said they wanted, something completely different from Somo Fume. So that was kind of where that came about he didn't really have a vision until he started getting feedback from the fans and that's how this one came about the actual like physical album i bought it so fucking cute it's like a school thing it's really really worth it and he looks great so there's that but when does he not like (laughs) and then seasonal hiatus uh, was actually released, I believe, Valentine's Day of this year, 2023. And it was basically his gift to fans right before enlistment. An enlistment that we really didn't know. <laughs> I Right it before? Right, are you sure it was right before? Because we still don't know when the fucker left. That's, that's very true. So the seasonal hiatus has only three songs. And it's just basically telling his fans that he'll be right back. The thing with the enlistment is... This album came out and then all of a sudden news articles came out that he had given money for like um a charity and then immediately like oh yeah he enlisted quietly see you in 2024. Yeah, Bye. we found out from like Twitter that he yeah. had enlisted because yeah. 
either somebody talked to his parents at their cafe bakery situation or something like that. That's how we found out initially that JV had left because we didn't get a goodbye shaved head post or anything. I mean, he he is doing his enlistment as a social worker. And from what I understood or from what I Googled or researched, if you do social work, you don't necessarily have to do like the training at the very beginning. Yeah, You can do it way before and then enlist later, yeah. or you can do it within, I think. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Well, no, that's supposedly what Shuka is doing. So ah, okay, that's okay. literally, yeah, the tea. So maybe that's why we never saw his shaved head, even though in like 2022, he did cut his hair really, really short. He basically so, shaved his head right, right. after Somo Fumi. So like, yeah, it might have happened then. And we just didn't know about it. Right. He's he did been take very a break right after private for some things and very public about a lot of things. Girl. Um, It's very weird, but that's why we love him. So in July of this year, less than a year or about a year after he had signed with Credenza Records, he left. There was like a Twitter announcement that came out of left field. We were not expecting it at all. Oh. It was actually also during one of his scandals. Uh, so that was also kind of why everyone was shocked. Like, did they drop him because of the scandal scandal? Or, like, what's going on? We don't really even know, as of right now, what actually happened. Yeah. Like, we had recorded an episode around that time that I think was, like, the ending of season three. And we were mm -hmm. going to tease that we were going to do an episode on JV. And we were, like, talking in that episode. I'm going to see if I can maybe find a clip at some point of, like, oh, JV and his maybe company that he owns himself, Credenza. Mm -hmm. And then, like, three days later, <laughs> they were, like, yeah, he's fired basically and we were like oh so i guess it's not his company after all but it just made sense like it, he would name a company credenza like that's he just would. the vibe so and it's, yeah he was the only artist and there isn't any other artist since him so like it's it's very weird i'm not sure how that came about i tried looking up like information about it but there really isn't much about the company mm. so I guess we'll never know, or maybe we'll know, but later we'll see. So then earlier this month in October 6th of 2023, in case anyone's listening in the future, <laughs> we got an announcement that JB, the solo artist, had signed with Mob Company. In case you guys don't know, Mob Company is the company that Junie, the singer, um, I don't know. It, it, right. And everything i'm not gonna call him the love of my life because i'm pretty angry at him but it's fine <laughs> especially not in an episode about jb especially <laughs> not yeah, of course. so uh juni is signed with uh, mauv he is or was the only artist to be signed with them it kind of makes sense we were actually wondering if that was going to be the next step because they have collaborated in music together they are actually part of like a collective called Offshore, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, so it made sense. It, this was probably in the works for a long time. He might have had been wanting to convince him since he left JYP. We don't really know. I've tried looking up the company, like information about it. 
but basically Junie's their main or was their only main artist. So everything related to the company was about Junie. Yeah. In their website, they say that they're striving to create content that comes from being genuine and spontaneously creative. Don't ask me what that means. But yeah, it's a pretty small company. I looked it up and apparently they only have four employees. So it's like that. Yeah. I was joking to Laura earlier that it's like one for Juni and three for JB probably. Or or maybe not because he is quote unquote enlisted. And then right. before before I go any further with my jokes about enlistment and JB, first of all, everything I'm saying is a joke. I fully believe that he is serving his country in the capacity that he was asked to. It's just very different how we are experiencing his enlistment versus the enlistment of other idols who are also doing social service, who barely show their faces, barely say anything. And he is borderline having fan signs at his parents' cafe bakery place. He is, you know, talking to fans in the wild, signing albums and all these things, doing a lot of lives on Instagram and keeping in touch with the fans and talking to all of us and even dropping music, which is the biggest no-no that we have all heard that is like a thing of when you're enlisted. And during his life, he said he is working on music and making music. So I'm personally very puzzled as to how he's able to get away with talking about music and putting out music because for example he has a youtube channel right which doesn't even have a million views so how dare all of you go subscribe immediately to jb's music channel on honestly and and to his uh spotify which only has (laughs) like four hundred thousand monthly listeners like what are you guys listening to literally anyway so (laughs) not boy next door not this (laughs) anyway before she gets sidetracked any further here's the thing when Baekhyun from EXO was Mm. doing his social service Baekhyun had left a bunch of videos to be released on a monthly cadence so that fans could have some content to you know hang on to while he came back Mm -hmm. Baekhyun also has a personal YouTube channel and I think they released maybe three months worth of content and then they were like, wait, you're not allowed to make money on like any content or anything released during the time that you're enlisted. So what EXO or SM had to do was delete or private the videos from his personal channel. And then they started posting it on the EXO channel. That was like the way that they were able to get away with murder. Right. The same thing happened with Shonu because he was gone around the same time and like Monster X was posting his content on the on the Monster X channel. So why is JB posting music, even if it's a cover, even if it's not on Spotify, even if it's not like for profit on his personal channel, which I think it's eligible for advertisement money. He may have had that disabled. Yeah, you can turn that off per video for sure. I don't know because I have YouTube premium. (laughs) So I don't get ads anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I know he released a lot of music on SoundCloud and I don't think, I mean, I think he released that for free. Yeah. What puzzles me though, because he could, you know, make it so he doesn't get money from SoundCloud, from YouTube, whatever. Yeah. But what I don't get is his recent drop with Offshore. I am pretty sure those other fuckers aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll do it for free just for you, JB. Like, 
Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that works. I don't know if it's because other people are involved, but then why can't idols record stuff with their groups and the group releases it while they're away? Yeah. I mean, like BTS I mean, did it with, with Take Two and Jin and J-Hope were both gone. So it can be released. The whole thing is, do you have proof that it was recorded before they enlisted? Before. Mm, so I think okay, if okay. he recorded his offshore stuff before he enlisted, he would be fine. But mm -hmm. again, he is talking very openly about working on music currently as he is enlisted. Right. So again, I, I don't want to stir up any controversy here. I love JB <clears throat> like with my whole ass. Like, please don't doubt that ever. And I, I, I hope that he is, you know, not in any danger of being in trouble. I'm just confused because right. every other idol acts like basically touching their Instagram account is going to get them fined right. or fired or something. So it's very weird the vibe or the experience that he is giving us as an enlisted uh, idol. Yeah. So it, it just does raise a lot of questions about everyone else we have mentioned before i think it was in a k-pop bias episode the updated one yeah that like probably everyone just wants a break and they want to not care about how they look jb hasn't cared about how he looks in a while thank god so like refreshing. he I, I don't mean that like he doesn't care it's that right. he he's just who he is right yeah. like he there's a <laughs> when i was doing some research i found a uh an article um from like march of 2020 where they're talking about like pictures that jb posted where he's like making the ugliest faces showing about four chins quadruple chins and like unshaved face like he just doesn't care with pimples and breakouts right. and yeah yeah he's not trying to be perfect he's not trying to hide the fact that he has pores So he hasn't been worried about that in a long time. Right. Um, so maybe that's why he's like, yeah, it's cool. I can just walk around. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I'm happy. Like, that's, yeah. I guess, the bottom line here. I'm happy that we have so much content from him that we don't really get to say, I miss JB, because we see him basically all the time posting on him. Twitter, on Instagram, dropping music. You know, we get to hear his beautiful voice in new ways. Mm -hmm. The cover he dropped the other day was so, so freaking nice. It's like a perfect song to like fall asleep to and like just vibe. So I love that. I'm really happy about it. I'm just, again, confused because as someone who has about 16 husbands currently enlisted right now, well, husbands and homies and, you know, as a, as a collective and a lot of them are in social service. We're not getting the same no. experience at all with the rest of them, like. Let's say Wonho is, you know, he enlisted in December. Disappeared. Disappeared. Like his enlistment barely made a blip because he enlisted right around the time that Jin enlisted. So no one even like batted an eye about the fact that Wonho left, which was Aww. like heartbreaking, literally heartbreaking. The last time he posted was a week or two ago, looking sad as fuck, which Aww. concerned me highly. And so, yeah, like music, what? No, no music, like no, no thirst traps. No, nothing. And he's posting, I think, on his bubble or like whatever other account he's using. Like, he, I think he posted once on Instagram. But yeah, he's he's definitely taking his enlistment 
as a moment to not be in the public eye. Right. So, and, I mean, it might just be because JV is an artist with a smaller company. He isn't really a K-pop idol anymore. Right. That he feels that if he just goes into the shadows, he might not make it out of it. Man. Honestly, based on the numbers on Spotify and YouTube, I would have the same feeling. Don't get me wrong. I don't understand why that is. It literally makes my blood boil about no his sense. like Spotify numbers and his YouTube numbers because I love him and I think his music is amazing. So when I see other artists who are not as talented get better views and more like interactions and more like, yeah. it just literally... Ugh. He definitely has that syndrome of like, despite the fact that he's the leader, worked his ass off, and the group literally owes everything to him, he's like one of the least popular members from the group. And that literally is so unfair, fucking just ridiculous to me on in every way, shape, or form. And I will never get it. And I, again, like Laura says, I, I personally, I will say, because I know I was judging all of you and said, where were you? Where, why are you not listening to his music? I don't listen to his music a ton because like Somo Fumi was for me, but the rest of it is like not as much for me. But again, I listened to his cover the other day and I thought it was beautiful. Like I always give him the chance and I always try to like play his music. I don't stream JB's music like a, you know, hardcore in that way, because again, it just doesn't resonate for me. But I'm just like mind blown that how do you go from being a group with like millions of followers and world tours and all these fans and he can barely crack a million like followers or subscribers on YouTube right. and not even 500,000 on, on Spotify. All, all of the other GOT7 members have had like tours at this point. Like they're. He's toured too. He just didn't come to the U.S. But his tour was very small compared to everybody well, yeah. else's. It just, it's not the same scale or it doesn't yeah. feel the same scale as the rest of the members. Yeah. So it's crazy to me. Like very. literally, I think I talk to Kathy about this every so often because I just, it blows my mind. Yeah. Before we move to uh, another side of JB, JB, the solo artist, his music has ranged from like funky to like, introspective with the seasonal hiatus to like fuckboy vibes with some of you his music as jb is very much it's meant to be for the wider audiences mainstream. right thank you it's meant to be mainstream like his artistry as jb is mainstream mm. however he's a complex man mm. so he's not just jb he's also death death also, the Esau, I can't pronounce it right. Sorry. I still love you. So what is death? It's D-E-F in case yeah, thank it you. sounds it like death. It sounded like death, yeah. Right, that's death. my bad. Death. 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 So death is JV's singer, songwriter, producer persona. Even when he was under JYP, all of the songs that he wrote for GOT7 were under his death producer tag yeah right so he uses that for his songwriting credit for the most part and if you um, guys remember that's a callback to his b-boy name from before so it's kind of like he's always had that side of him 
Mm. He just shortened it from deaf soul to just deaf. Correct. Period. So he has about 131 songs under his like belt within all of his like music personas. And his music as deaf is what I would consider like chill, sexy, R&B. It's really not mainstream at all. It has a very indie alternative vibe within like the R&B range, right? Agreed. He released two EPs as Def, um, one called Love and the follow-up called Abandoned Love. They were both under Warner Music Korea. So his Def persona, his Def persona hasn't ever been signed to the same companies that JB as a solo artist has been signed. So that has always been like the case. It's always been kind of separate. The two EPs are some of my favorite like music. I have listened to it an ungodly amount of times. And I think it's so nice because they're meant to be listened to together. So like the first one, Love, is all about falling in love, being in love. And then his next one is about falling out of love or losing a love. So he created visuals for pretty much every single song out of both EPs. And so when you look at the visuals from one to the next, it just tells like a beautiful story. They're very simple videos. It's not like a music video, music video. Yeah. It's just like, it's just visuals. It's either him. It's meant to put you in the mood. Kind of like, so you have the 360 experience of like, you're hearing, you're listening, and you're able to transport yourself to the feelings that he wants you to feel in that moment. And the music that he does with Def is very, it's very like stripped. It's not very noisy Mm. so the highlight to me is his voice right like that's what shines through yeah and i fucking love them yeah like you don't understand yeah if you guys have not listened to sunset with you i don't think you have lived like let me just say that because again even if i don't listen to his music all that much and for me i like love more than abandoned love which is weird because i'm also i'm mostly emo when it comes to like music and I do like sad stuff but I just really enjoyed much more of in the love side and sunset with you is one of the most magical songs I have ever heard like it's just right like that song deserves all the love in the world because musically and his vocals no are you kidding me the falsettos like so good Something really funny that I forgot to mention before, when Laura and I first were getting into K-pop and all the groups and becoming the ravenous multi-stands that we are, when we first saw JB, I had the impression like that he was a rapper because of the way that he looked, just something about him. I thought he was a rapper. Attitude. Yeah, the swag and then the piercing that he had under his eye for a while and like Be all boy. these things just kind of pointed to the fact that he was a bad boy rapper. And then I heard him singing and I was like, holy fucking shit. Why did you come for my underwear like this, sir? So like he's like Laura said, he's a very complex man. And I think there's very many sides to him and he's just very versatile. And I don't know, man, like he that song, like just listen to Sunset with you and tell me that I'm wrong. I fucking dare you. It's like, you tell can't. me that I'm wrong. You cannot. <laughs> That's objectively, the thing. objectively. <laughs> That was that song actually did get like a music video type of vibe. And honestly, like every time any of the songs come up, because they come up a lot in my playlist, I just 
there's just something about his voice like for a ab abandoned love the visuals are so so sad so lonely <laughs> yeah. and it's literally just like him in like a room and all he's doing is singing for some of them he's not even singing he's just standing there or for some for like love he's like reading a book by the ocean it's it's genius like i love his music all of you I, need to go stream the fuck out of jb right now because please. god the injustice the injustice so as death he is part of we mentioned it earlier a collective called offshore so they're basically a collective of korean artists producers rappers vocalists and lyricists they were formed around 2016 by JB and a artist called Rosenpiece, all one word. They currently have nine members, including notably Junie. He joined in 2020. He was the last one to join. Um, and each member is very successful in their own right. They have released music on their own and also produced and written songs for some of the biggest K-pop acts. So they've written songs for kai for nct for red velvet for a whole bunch of people and i'm really excited about this because i really like this music so, <laughs> like, I, I can't help it so um once i like dug into jb a while ago and like i got into his music as deaf i started looking into offshore and like who they were or whatever and i started looking at what they had produced and every time I like a song, not every time, but a lot of the times that I like a song, I look at who is involved with the music and yeah. it's one of them. Like Young just came out with his solo album in like June of this year. Mm -hmm. June or July? June? Summer. Summer. Thank you. And um, there were a couple songs that just like fucking resonated with me. And then I go look. Offshore people. Offshore people. And the fact that JV is the creator and the leader well i don't know if he's a leader but you know he created the group sure is just makes sense i just love him like his music speaks to me there are a couple of artists whose music i will just love and he is one of them like i i love him but it just makes sense because he he's talented he puts in the work he does the production he does the vocals he does the songwriting so it's someone who is worth supporting. He's talented. Mm -hmm. And I do like talent. We both really like talent. Like yes, even people that we were like, Ugh, once they show our, their talent, not that they have to, because who are we? But right. once we see their talent, we're like, sorry, we love you. Yeah. Very so. that. So JB, being the very complex man that he is, has had his share of scandals. Which I would propose to not call them scandals because are they are they yeah. scandals? Yeah. You can be the judge after we talk about them. His most notable scandal, we like to call, I think most of the netizens like to call it Coochie Wall. Gate. <laughs> Coochie Wall Gate. <laughs> yeah. So what is Coochie Wall Gate? On May 13 of 2021, JB went live in a room, his room, to talk about signing with Hire and to like fill us fans on what was to come. He was super excited. It was like, it was an important moment. 
he right. had been without a company god seven was like done um in terms of like getting successfully out of jyp yeah and he was doing stuff for himself so while he's on this life he's like changing views bed not bed whatever at one point uh he stands up and he like shifts position and you can see a wall behind him and behind this wall there's a lot of mature artwork yeah, right thank you uh basically women for the most part women in various forms of undress and that was a thing a thing <laughs> yeah like a big thing hire had to come out and apologize as did jb they mentioned that they were pictures by like professional photographers and it was like a mood board that he used to inspire him at that point in time. And like later netizens found out who the photographer was and there was a lot of discourse about whether this was normal, whether if it was appropriate, creepy and like everything in between. It was like crazy. Yeah. So we, I mean, I, I think I can speak for both of us because we talk heavily about this. Yes. We, our first thought was like, oh my God, this man is single as fuck. It's like, I don't think anybody in like a relationship would have those type of pictures on their walls. Yeah. Mostly from what we hear about how Korean people are in relationships, it's very like possessive and, and very like territorial. And so maybe a woman wouldn't be okay with seeing those pictures in her significant other's apartment but I will say one of the things that I remember at the time that like came up a lot there were like clips of Bam Bam saying how like they had never been to JB's house and he was so private and we were like okay now we know why like it was so funny to just like understand finally why he was so why? private and be like okay this man fully has a uh, 50 shades like red room of pain or something I don't know some some shit like that and honestly like in terms of whether it's normal appropriate like if I went to somebody's house and saw that I might be like that's a little weird but again like it's who cares <laughs> I think it's like like the bottom line I think I think we arrived at this conclusion at some point it's and we didn't even go that deep into this because we don't we mm. don't care we really like, don't. It really did not impact us at all. I, I think it's just like he's an artist and like artists like art and complicated art and pieces that make you think or feel things. And so like to us, like it just wasn't a big deal. Like that's no. just that was that. A lot of people are saying that like this had to be how he viewed women as like pieces of meat or like just like sexual beings or whatever but i don't think that's necessarily true we also don't know him as a person yeah. <laughs> like we, we i mean why can't he be into the things that he likes like why do we have to shame him for it he has never been publicly inappropriate to anyone so mm -hmm. i don't see the problem with it honestly yeah. if anything we're like okay the people that don't like him that's people it's yeah, fine. yeah. He always said, "I'm not." <laughs> and he always said, "I'm not cute. I'm sexy." So y'all didn't believe him, and that's on you. That's the truth. So his next scandal, which again 
Is it even a scandal? Would not even like break TMZ's 10th page of news in the U.S. In July 2022, reports came out that JB uh, was dating a YouTuber called Pure D, I think is how you say her Insta- uh, her YouTuber name. Mm-hmm. And it was actually confirmed by both sides. They had been dating nine months prior to the news coming out, which if you do the math, not within the coochie wall time. (laughs) This is very important to me because I I just needed to know. (laughs) She did the math. (laughs) You really did. And so they were dating. It was happy. She was hot. She was pretty talented, like does JB deserved anything less? No. The discourse on TikTok, like all the girls, all the bi girls and all the lesbian girls and all the girls in general, because even I was like, damn, JB, can you even mm. handle all that? Mm. Let me add her. Let me add her because she total baddie. Totally. Like, totally. But yeah, it's... he definitely deserved her. Of course. He's JB. He deserves everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, I guess. maybe I don't know. Well, that's good for them if they wanted it. Probably Uh, in February of 2023. So earlier this year, they confirmed their split. And again, like that's his personal life. Like it was right around the time of his enlistment to like, you know, complicated situations. I think the only reason I care about this is did it inspire some badass music? Exactly. Literally the only reason I care because like. Yeah, like is JB about to adult us or not? Like that's that's what oof, we care about. Oof, oof, oof. Abandoned love part two. <laughs> Come at me. Oh. Also, the one notable thing I keep saying notable, but this is notable is she was a year older than him. So guess what? Hey. Older women, Nunas, unite. <laughs> it's our time. <laughs> well, not mine because I'm buried but you know and i'm also here in miami i'll take one for the team and i'll go ahead and be the nuna yes no problem so i guess that's also why it was important and needed to be mentioned all day all day absolutely (laughs) and then finally one of his uh or his most recent scandal which again is it a scandal where that some of his private dms leaked he and this is honestly to me the stupidest of the scandals and that's not even like an opinion that's a fact it's a Mm. stupid thing he's lit into some women's dms and like tried to like make conversation i read most of them it didn't seem creepy he was just shooting his shot you know just he's hot he's young he's single he's rich like one and one is two like he's just he's trying to live his best man is this the one where like she apparently shared it with like someone in her mm-hmm. close circle and then yep. like they leaked it? Yeah. So yep. it was like she didn't even want to leak it herself, quote unquote, right. maybe. And then someone else put it out on her behalf. But yeah, the conversation was very like. It was cute. It was really cute. It, it was innocent. Flirty game? maybe at most. Yeah. The game was not there at all. <laughs> but <laughs> at like, all. you know, it, it was it was cute. Like he's he's. I mean, like, what do people expect of him? Like, I don't a get it. A chastity belt and, you know, virginity until marriage, apparently. That's see. what the Korean fans expect. 
I mean, the only problem to me was that the DMs got leaked in the first place. Like, right. this wasn't meant to be public. Like, nobody asked him if it was Where okay were them. the NDAs is my right. question. Well, he's not an idol anymore. Well, he still needs to roll around with the NDAs, clearly, he because does. bitches oh. be stupid. He needs to so slide just... the contract, the NDA contract <laughs> in the DMs before he starts sliding you his know lack what? of game. I feel like if they had been, like, scandalous... I would have been like, okay, yeah, but they were so dumb. They were, yeah, <laughs> harmless is the word I was looking for earlier. Harmless, completely harmless. So stupid. That girl missed out. She didn't deserve. That been me, girl. On it's us. Me, me, I'm the, me, I'm the one that'll be showing up to the freaking concert with my NDA pen ready, <laughs> handy. Uh, it's here with me. What do you mean? Posting it to your close friends on Instagram? Are you fucking stupid? You fucking JB slides into your DMs and you're going to post it to your close friends on Instagram? You don't deserve him. Nope. But anyway, is it even a scandal? The answer is no, like, period. He's just a normal man. Yeah, like, it's not his fault. He's young, hot. Is he young? Yeah, he's young. Yeah. He's young, hot, single, and rich. Like and sexy. Like get at his level, everyone. He's not cute. He's sexy. Get over it. People. He's specially looking absolutely delicious right now. Yeah. I am living my best life. Like I keep saying this to uh Kathy and our friend Alex. Out of all my bias, he specifically, in terms of like looks, is it for me intellectually i know that's not true i have a, like i have a lot of really good attractive biases but for me him top don't ask me why yeah, the, the heart, heart wants what it wants 100 100 yeah i mean i think jb all of these so-called scandals are are just like part of a man living his life yeah and probably like if anything, I would say, like, maybe some people could be turned off by the whole, like, Kuchiwalgate thing. But, like, it was very artistic, those pictures. Like, they were not, mm-hmm. like, you know, porn or regular. And even if it was, like, whatever, to each their own. I'm not going to judge people for being uh, hurt over certain things or offended by certain things. But, you know, he's just a man in his 20s living in an apartment alone with his cats. Let him have some fucking art on the wall. Let him yeah. date let him slide into people's dms that's what people do today like he has to live so he can write good music duh and honestly like it's not like this is something that you can't break away from him as an artist like he's not being an abusive asshole like it's his private life yeah nothing bad about him has ever leaked like ever if anything it's actually to me breaking a little bit of the k-pop idol like world making stereotypes in a good way and the best right way, humanizing helping, them right helping people take them out of their pedestals and realizing that they're fucking people that's why every time anybody messes up in the k-pop world i'm like yeah they're people like yeah of course as but then you you're... know, but then you know what? Then he goes and he signs a baby <laughs> during a fan <laughs> sign at his parents' so bakery. Cute. And then I'm not supposed to think he's perfect. Come on. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm scratching you and like stretching the fabric it was so freaking cute. I want to be that baby so badly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's 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 perfect. I love yes. him. I can't be 
unbiased with him at all. Like, I, when Kathy suggested this topic, I was like, tempt me with a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had been talking about doing a, an episode on JV because we really do love him. I, we've been saying for a while now that he's the only official bias that we share. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of others that we're like, That's okay, funny. like, but like lukewarm with, but mm-hmm. he, like, we genuinely love him. And we had other very strong candidates in God's heaven that could have owned our hearts, but no, mm-hmm. he came for both of us. And we yeah. both said, okay, and we are so toxic so toxic disgusting you would be surprised how toxic we are <laughs> toxic and territorial like it's not good and for both Unhealthy. of us to be like yeah it's fine we can both be jv biased you know like that Ma- matter of fact we actually even asked alex if she wanted to join our friend alex if she wanted to join into yeah. this sister wives situation <laughs> <laughs> absolutely honestly it's just i think we want justice for jb and we're willing to take one for the team and not like gatekeep just so that he has the respect and adoration that he deserves for his fucking art because he really he's an artist is incredible like if you take anything from this episode (laughs) please 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 check out his music yeah like it's so good like even if it's not your cup of tea at the end just check it out try it out he will give you a lot of different sides of himself yeah one time he did an interview on himself oh yeah yeah he was interviewing both sides because he was doing like one of those idol radio shows and he was both of his personalities or personas for stage and he did really good also like yeah Jin Young is obsessed with him like what more do you fucking want? It's not, yeah, just just go stand JB, please, for your Same health and clear thing. skin. Let's make him more money. It's it's he's actually giving us a well-rounded, well-produced product. And yeah. that's who we should give our money to. And he's here for us during his enlistment when he could be just, you know, fucking around and getting money elsewhere. <clears throat> but no, he's here for us still. Mm. So yeah. let's make it worth his time. And with that, thank you so much for listening, for watching. We really appreciate you. Stream JV. Immediately. Go listen to Sunset with you right now. (laughs) Watch it. It's even better. Mm. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!